Hello there, my friends. Um, I survived Costco and got home and made the juices that I needed to make. I had my MRI this morning, and so I am uh, doing what I can to detox from the gadolinium, heavy metal contrast that they use. Um, So yeah, and uh, I, as I often do, go back and listen to episodes that I've recorded. I don't always listen before I release them, but I often listen after. I haven't released that one yet uh, and thought about adding this on to the end of it, but instead I think I'm just going to release it as its own standalone follow-up episode because, to be honest, I don't like editing. I don't like the fancy tech stuff. And um, that's just part of the rawness of what I'm doing here. Uh, But there were a few things that I wanted to add on. And that was how uh, the first thing is how this surprise gift of accessing my dad's love internally, uh, finding him in my heart, finding that that love, that feeling. uh, Sorry, I forgot to forgot to put on do not disturb my phone and I got a message so kind of threw me off this is another thing about not using fancy tech and recording on the fly (laughs) um anyway that surprise gift of accessing my dad internally of finding him there in his being 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 able to see him feel him know him that way um is I I feel a gift that we don't maybe acknowledge so much about the possibility of that gift when someone dies. And I don't know if that's cultural. I don't know what it's like in, in other parts of the world, other traditions. I know that there's far more... Uh, ancestor worship in other cultural traditions, certainly in Chinese culture. Um, But here, like, we live in a society that just doesn't talk about death and grief and all of that. It's like people are dead and forgotten, and I think that is part, or, or in some ways, right, I think on an individual level, we, hmm, I don't know, I surmise that people find their own way of honoring the people that they love and keeping them in their hearts in whatever way that means for them. But there isn't like a cultural tradition of it. It is not something that we necessarily learn. Um... And at least I'm finding in this way that I found my dad that there's this real rich potential for still knowing him and for really, well, let me backtrack a little bit. You know, my dad became this person who I could call on for support and for such uh, unconditional love, um, by the, um, you know, end of our, or the 
towards the, I don't know how to phrase this, whatever the timeline of my diagnosis or even, you know, um, time leading up to it. There's a lot of healing, a lot of rich healing that took place and, um, the last few years and, um, he was there for me and I fell apart in front of him and he told me stories of how he fell apart and I saw the transformation that he went through and <clears throat> I recognized that the way that I saw him wasn't the way that he was and the voice that I remembered of his that I've actually internalized as my own sort of inner critic uh, had changed to that of my like greatest champion. He went from monster to hero and the hero, the transformation into hero didn't, um, negate the monster. It didn't make the the monster go away. It, It made him so much more whole and human and able to be there for me because he didn't pretend that he had never been a monster or he had never fallen apart or he had never been through a hard time. He owned it and he knew that pain and he could be with me in it. And gosh, that was such a gift. And his way of relating to me is so loving. And, um, over the last, you know, in the time between my surgery and his passing, which I don't, this is another subject, but even just saying passing, his death, you know, it's death. He died. We sugarcoat it. He died. It's like the funny names or, you know, euphemisms that we give for sexual parts. It's a penis. It's a vagina. It's not a hoo-ha. Yeah. Anyway, different. I'm I'm getting distracted. So. hmm, Get myself back on track. He became the person that I could call. And I called him a lot. And he lifted me up a lot. And without him... Oof. I struggled. Uh, it's been hard to cultivate that voice from within. To access that level of love from my protected heart. You know, I didn't my heart didn't shut down out of um hate or anything or Um, it was to keep, it was because I couldn't, well, there's reasons. I don't know. It was, it was overwhelming, right? Like I was talking about earlier, it was so overwhelming that I, I had to check out and, um, because I couldn't source it within and my go to source wasn't there anymore. It has been it's required a lot of support to come back. A lot of that has included my somatic therapy, or a lot of that support has come through somatic therapy, friends, Graham, family. Um, And finding my dad in my heart 
and remembering his voice that was just so it went from the voice that I've internalized of his is, oh, who do you think you are to do that? Or, you know, uh, frustration with me because it was getting in the way or because I didn't do something right or I left my shoes in the wrong place and all the, all the frustrations and not good enoughs that he felt inside that he had projected onto me. And I took that voice inside of myself and, um, the voice of the last few years was daddy's so proud of you. Daddy loves you. You can do anything, baby. You got this. It doesn't matter how hard you fall. It doesn't matter. You do, it, you, you, there's, it's never too late. You can do anything. You put your mind to it. I know you can. I've watched you do it. He shared the stories of him doing it. And, um, now I can't call him anymore, but I don't have to because I can drop into my heart space and he's right there. His voice and his face and his eyes and his love. And it's in me now. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. I had a friend ask, like, what is grief? It's like finding the pieces. It's becoming whole again and wholer than we were even when they were there because we we find a way to integrate the pieces that we loved of them in, into ourselves. And it makes us bigger and it makes them bigger because now I'm not the only one doing this. Um, but his friends might and my sister might and all the people who loved him through their grief may integrate him into themselves and be a little bit more them and more him because of it. So there's this twisted gift in his death that I now have I have even more of his support than I um, could access before because I couldn't access him all the time. I couldn't. I couldn't go there. I. I didn't. I mean, I could have. I could have. Let, let me correct that. I could have, but you know, I think the way that most of us humans work is that. When it's on the outside, <laughs> it's a lot, you know, like we just go to the outside. We go to the thing because it's there, because it's easy, because it feels good. And in some ways, it's similar to what I talked about in the previous episode of like sort of outsourcing our power. Um, because it, the this, this now requires going inside, feeling the feelings, dropping into my body Um, and it, that is a, a relationship that we, that I for sure, and many other people that I know, and from what I see in the world, don't learn to cultivate really. And I think that there's a shift in that and, you know, there's a lot of, mm, you know, you look at like the holistic psychologist on Instagram and she's blown up and it's about 
self-healing and getting to know oneself. There's, you know, movements towards sovereignty. Um, there's, there's an expansion of consciousness, I think, happening that is, for some people, becoming more accessible to self-examination and understanding. But there's also a lot of just like projection and making everyone else responsible and outsourcing power, which is a victim consciousness to outsource power. Um, because it means that we are less powerful. And what do we see in a like victim predator sort of dynamic? It's, it's a power dynamic. Anyway, so my point, if I had one, is that, like, there's a really beautiful gift that I am finding in my dad not being here. And it's that I get to, I get to integrate that into myself I'm 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 not forced to I could choose not to but I choose to and I may not have done that if I hadn't had it taken away like that's the ultimate uh <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention right like well I can't get it that way anymore but, oh my gosh, I can get it inside. So now not only am I not going, because I'm not going to my dad, I'm, I'm not going to something else or someone else or, you know, a substance or something like that to feel that or uh, to fill the, the void of that, I should say. Now I can actually feel it internally. So I hope that made sense. I'm slightly emotional, a little bit rambly. It's been a long day. Um, an emotional day that I think I need to lay down and process um, and feel. Um, there were a couple other things that I am going to touch on, though. So I mentioned about how, like, you know, the, the process that I described in my therapy appointment of tracking that sensation and, and letting it move and finding my dad and, uh, shifting that pain pattern, um, which I haven't felt since then. And it was a pretty entrenched pattern. So we'll see, I, you know, see if I, if it comes back. Um, but there are other ways, there are other paths to this kind of healing and these sort of shifts and integrating the pieces and the sensations. And um, I really do believe that they all come to us when we're open and we're ready. Uh, certainly some of this work had crossed my path before and I was not ready. I wasn't receptive. I have a friend who went in and she watched a teal swan video and, uh, about like, I don't know, maybe it was the completion process. I'm, I'm not sure or something, but she, she healed her neck pain that she had had for a long time. 
and um, she also had pain in her foot and she since tried to use that same process <laughs> and didn't didn't work and I think that that can come from sometimes when we find out that something works we seek it because we want to rid ourselves of the thing and when we're coming from that energy of wanting to rid of and push away like I was talking about before instead of accept and let be and let move and let unfurl then it can feel that energy I know it probably sounds kind of woo-woo but everything's energy so the other ways to find that might be through different types of parts work I guess psychoanalysis would count, internal family systems, um, the completion process that I mentioned. Uh, I'm not super familiar with it, but maybe compassionate inquiry. That's Gabor Mate's work. Somatic experiencing, which is based on Peter Levine's work. And there are different uh, other sort of offshoots of that sort of thing. I think the Hokomi method is one of them. There's plant medicine. Uh, combo, um, different types of shamanic journeying or vision quests, um, different meditation techniques, um, meditation sort of journeying, uh, and other ways of accessing trance states and sort of altered states of consciousness to, um, to get in tune, to tap in, um, and feel and, and let the body move. So ecstatic dance, I suppose might be another way. I'm not an expert. Remember that this podcast, I'm not an expert. These are things that I've explored, things that I'm familiar with, things that I'm looking to experience, things that friends have had experiences with just stuff that I've come across in my journey of unraveling that I'm here sharing with, with whoever wants to listen here. And I appreciate all of you who do. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention, and this goes back to what I said, you know, everything is energy. Um, and I was talking about power and giving power away and sensation and, um, pain is block sensation. S- sensation is um, like an energetic transfer. Emotions, energy in motion, sensation. <laughs> and energy is power. Like when, when we put a cord plug into the wall it's an energy source it's drawing power it powers our electronics and um so when there is that sensation when there are sensations there's energy present and if we can relate to it and let it move us in the way that it wants to instead of controlling it then I think that that's how we align with with the energy of of our 
raw lives of, of why we're here, soul, universe, whatever. And um, why would we want to give that away? I want to get to know my power. I want to cultivate my power. I want to channel it. Because so we can do that too. We can, we can let it move. We can get to know it. We can hold more. We can experience more. And from these experiences come aliveness. I mentioned I felt so alive after that session. I felt upright and open and flowy and magnetic like people were making eye contact you know walking through the streets of La Jolla and it's it is it's aliveness um it's powerful and it um it fuels creation too and expression it doesn't have to be expression in talking about the experience itself even it could be just that feeling of aliveness that then gets channeled into interactions with family, loved ones, strangers, dancing, cooking a meal, writing a song, um, painting a picture, recording a podcast. Um, power's life. Hmm. Emotion, sensation, power's life. So no need to fear it, right? Um, and caveat that, that, um, is very real to be uncomfortable in, in sensation. And so I think that's important to note that, um, we're not weak if, if those things, if we do those things, if we have coping method mechanisms that we turn to, if it is scary, um, and there are people out there who can help. Um, being in the presence of people who have been through something like that or who have just have better regulated nervous systems and uh, cultivated life force energy alone without even like knowing that's what it is. You know, like sometimes you're around a person and they just like feel good and you feel more relaxed. It's because their nervous system is more relaxed and alive and has a capacity to hold more energy and contain it in a, in a grounded way. From my understanding, again, I'm, I'm not an expert in all of this. Um, this is my own study. And so, um, also if I misspeak on any of it, or if there's conversation that anybody ever wants to have around it, so open, I would love to, like, I love to jam on this stuff. Um, you know, I've got raw conversations too, um, which I haven't done in a bit because, um, well, I've been in freeze, <laughs> not been expressing. Uh, so I think that's that enough talking for today. Time to do some laxin as Graham's niece says. Uh, so hope everyone else get some good laxin in and, um, until next time, lots of love.